0: Bridge Toll, California customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand cave rescue operation. What is schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement How long before a wedding should I send How many out save Games the dates? Are in the first series? Use IMAP NBA to playoffs. check find email on that's other that's email that's clients. That's Identify that's
1: fonts,
0: fonts from where We were four. Welcome to the. Voices of Search Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk about SEO specifically for SaaS companies. Joining us is Alexander Rienborg, who is the head of SEO at GetResponse, which is a marketing automation software that is among the top three players in the space. GetResponse is a remote-first company with 400 employees in 14 countries, and the company is entirely bootstrapped from $200 of initial capital to now $40 million in ARR. Yesterday, Alexander and I talked about SEO for SaaS companies, and today we're going to continue our conversation talking about the R. ROI of your SEO. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not, because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over a hundred technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with the head of SEO at GetResponse, Alexander Reinborn. Alexander, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast.
1: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be back. Excited to have you
0: back on the show and continue our conversation. You know, yesterday we talked about SEO for SaaS. And at the end of the episode, I talked about some of the similarities between SEO and SaaS business models in the sense that both of them are really optimized for profitability. SEO is an organic growth channel that, once you get it established, brings you consumers without you having to pay a toll for each customer. And SaaS businesses are great because you don't have to reinvent your product every time you bring on a new customer. You're using technology to provide a service, and so ultimately those end up being very profitable business models. And so it gets us into the calculation here, whether it's a SaaS business or whether you're talking about a retail and e-commerce company, about understanding the ROI of your SEO efforts. Talk to me about how you think about the ROI of your SEO. Sure, Benjamin.
1: I think most SaaS businesses have two types of ROIs that they need to pay attention to. And this will reflect also how SEO will be measured, SEO success. First of all, you have the the ROI of right now. So money, money dollars and cents coming into the business. And then you have the tomorrow, which is the future. So every SaaS business has an idea of what should we do in and maybe uh, three to five years. That is investments into future technology, maybe different pricing models, entering new markets, for instance. And, and both of these will need different KPIs, different metrics, especially for SEO.
0: So walk me through some of the dynamics of your measurement. Obviously, there's the... Like you said, well, what's the direct response efforts? When I'm getting traffic, are those people converting to becoming customers? And then there is the brand building, getting somebody into your funnel, nurturing them. How do you evaluate the value of each one of those segments? Yes.
1: I think when it comes to um, the traffic and the customers coming in right now, which is the bread and butter for the business, uh, typically you measure that by subscriptions or sign-ups. And that is a perfect metric to put up as a goal for an SEO team. So traffic will be one thing. You may want to look into branded traffic versus non-branded traffic. So a SaaS business typically wants to have a good proportion between people who already know you and want to know more. uh, So the branded traffic. But also, if you want to grow on the market, you need to increase your share of non-branded traffic. You need to be relevant for new people who haven't heard of you before. So having a healthy balance between these two is essential. But then, of course, this traffic in the end, especially for people who aren't customers, they will need to convert. So conversion rates to sign up and a number of signups will be really important. And if the attribution is in place correctly, and if you have a business intelligence system, which a lot of SaaS businesses invest in, because the data here is really important, then you can start to actually attribute also sales and maybe even revenue uh, for people coming in via the organic search channel. So that will give you really good numbers.
0: Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. Talk to me a little bit about that attribution. When you think about assigning SEO credit, right? Somebody might do a query for how do I use this SaaS product or this versus a competitor? And then, you know, they think, they digest, they run it up the flagpole, they make sure they have the budget, they come back and they click on a Google ad and buy something. Is Google and is paid search the end contributor? If you're using a last touch model, obviously some of the times that's imperfect. How do you figure out where to assign credit for SEO and what's the analytics stack look like for
1: you? Yeah, that's a good question. I think you need to go back to the business and look at the data and see how long it's the journey from entering the website for the first time to conversion. So in other words, the the length of the conversion journey. In some businesses, that's fairly short. It can be in some days, even the same day. And if that's the case, then um, the built-in model that a lot of people use, especially in Google Analytics, it will be non-direct, last click. That will do fine, I think. But looking at the wider horizon and also especially for paid search, if you want to be more strategic and give proper credit to uh, the content and the interactions before conversion occurs, then choosing and experimenting with another model can be good. I find, for instance, time decay is fairly interesting. So time decay would, for instance, entail that the closer the interaction is to conversion, the more credit it will receive. So it's fair in the sense that help content, branded content that isn't necessarily conversion oriented, it will receive credits. But at the very end, and at the end of the day, what the board wants to know is, is the cash coming in? Are we organically visible for important non-branded topics fundamental to the business? That needs to be tracked also. And then, of course, that content at the bottom of the funnel and needs to be given the most credit because at the end of the day, that's bringing in the money.
0: So talk to me a little bit about the nurture case, right? SEO can be not only a a branding channel, but it can also nurture your existing customers. Is there a way to think about the value of SEO, not specifically for lead generation? What are the ways you're assigning value to branding and nurture campaigns?
1: Well, one way of doing it is, first of all, just to keep track of the demand for your brand. And one super simple way of doing that is to look at the monthly search volume for your brand. Uh, so how many people each month search in google and bing and yahoo and other search engines for your brand that is actually a good indicator of uh, your popularity and and, uh, and and your place on the market google trends uh, even though the data tends to be fairly shaky can also be interesting especially over longer periods of time so that's something that i think every uh, seo and within saas should be tracking then you have the Reputation part, so uh, something that tends to be become more subjective when people search for your brand, what type of queries pop up, and what type of results show up in turn in, in search engines? So if people search for your brand and pricing, what are the discussions that will pop up in top ten and this is super important because if you have negative critical discussions happening on forums, for instance or review sites, platforms like Trustpilot, where people tend to express more negative than positive opinions, to be honest, then this will be part of the SEO mission to shape that, to be responsive, to get the social media team and the PR team involved. Can we respond to the criticism? Do we have a good answer for that? Can we produce blog content that counters this, that can outrank or at least provide an alternative story to the discussions at hand, that is equally important.
0: At the end of the day, when you think about the ROI of your SEO, it's not just a calculation of the direct response revenue. And honestly, it might be impossible to truly calculate the ROI of your SEO because often what you're doing is fighting negative SEO. You're thinking about reputation management. You're thinking about building relationships, introducing yourself to customers who won't convert for years. But the more that you're able to be visible, the more you're able to be active, the better you have your finger on the pulse of what your consumers are looking at for your SEO traffic the better your direct response results will be at the end of the day. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Alexander Rienborg, the head of SEO at Get Response. Join us again tomorrow when Alexander and I wrap up our conversation talking about some SEO challenges and his predictions for 2023. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Alexander, you could find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is GetResponse, that's G-E-T-R-E-S-P-O-N-S-E, or